That's right. Welcome. It's the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Dave Kaufman, Jay Ferrara, and look who's in studio with us tonight. Mr. Stalwart himself, Anakin Slade. Aw, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> God. Good start, bro. Yeah, it's, it's late. It's late. It is late. God. That's okay. It's never It's never late. It's never too late. It's for never the too late. Show. No, I get excited. I'm excited now. The aw, oh, yeah was excitement because okay, past midnight, that's when, when Slade really gets going. Really? really? No, I'm going the to witching sleep. hour. I'm yes. going to sleep as soon as this is over. <laughs> <laughs> well, only because we have such a busy week ahead of us. Oh, my God. I know. This week, I've been looking at it uh, uh, the whole week. I'm thinking, okay, well, Tuesday, I can sleep. Tuesday, yeah. I can sleep in. Everything else is just going to be a crazy. And for those of you who've been living under a rock for the last six months, it's baseball week in Montreal, and man, am I excited. I was thinking that, too. Is it good to stay up late now, or is it, should I get a good night's sleep? I'm not sure. You well, know, it's too late. I, it's I midnight, you're suggest, on the air. Yeah, I would suggest getting a good night's sleep, because you're going to be busy this week. We All three of us are going to be actually very busy this week. It's going to be for just a various wonderful, reasons. Yeah. wonderful week. I'm so excited uh, yeah. for uh, for really every day between now and, and Sunday's rally, which will conclude the festivities. And uh, I don't even know what to say. It's just... It's going to be a baseball orgy this week, and it's hey, going to hey. be wonderful. And it's about damn time that our city got to experience that. Well, it is. You know, I've been telling a lot of people this, that this is the biggest weekend uh, of the of our new history, I would say. Uh, since the 2004 season, obviously, we've had pretty much nothing. There's There's been a couple of things, like Dawson being inducted to the Hall of Fame was a sure. pretty big thing. Carter and, Street naming ceremony. Yeah, and the last time MVP did uh, their... Uh, the 81 their Gala. 81 Gala. So, you know, there's been a handful of, of weekends and nights and events that, that have really stirred up uh, old emotions and got us back into the groove. But, I mean, this is going to be... But it's all led it's up a, to this. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. kind of the climax. Yeah. So it's the climax of one giant orgy. Yeah. Yes. Expo's orgy. The, yeah. The, the other was just foreplay. It was foreplay <laughs> that kind of reminded people that we used to have a team in this city. And I doubt, you know, who knows how many fans we would get this weekend if it not were if, if it were not for all these previous events that we attended and that, that Everything is some built of up. us here organized. Everything has built up to yeah, this weekend. I think so, too. And this is, uh, we've, we've talked about it for a long time, this is the proving ground. And the mm -hmm. fact that 75,000 tickets have been sold for the weekend so far, mm -hmm. not counting Montreal's reputation as a walk-up city. Yep, especially at the Big O. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm so excited. And, and we can run through chronologically all the things to be excited about. I've got Jonah Carey in studio with me on the exchange on CJAD on Wednesday night. That's a good start. That's going to be really fun. That's the first one, right? Uh, Wednesday night is where, pretty much where it starts. I know he's in studio with Mitch tomorrow oh, okay. on TSN, uh, which will be amazing. Yeah. Uh, that'll be a great fun to listen to. Uh, Thursday, Jonah and Mitch are doing a talk at the Apple Store on St. Catherine and Crescent. Wow. How are these two spending so much time together? I, I <laughs> <laughs> They have something in common. Yeah. They both uh, like a certain team that we uh, we have in common with That's as well. right. Yeah. That's right. I guess they'll tolerate each other for hours on end just I to talk about so. the team. I think so. Well, that's how we've tolerated each other all these years. 100%. Hey, it's listen, the Expo's connection. It's preaching yeah. to the choir, my friend. I've been yeah. on the Kaufman show for almost three years now. No, I meant you, bro. Oh. I meant oh. you all these oh. years. <laughs> okay. Yeah, since we were born. And we've known each other four years, guys, because right. we all met on the Andre Dawson bus to Cooperstown. That's right. That was where we met. My God. I know. Time just flies, doesn't it? It's just, and, and that's what I mean by a new history. It's cool. It's going to sound a little corny, but it's kind of like, 
not only have we like you know rejuvenated this love for the team that we lost but we've created a, a new sort of history for ourselves like with new friends and you know new experiences and and that's why this weekend is just going to be the culmination of that and uh well i mean the culmination is we know what the culmination is right but let, let's let's say baby steps yeah until we get there i think this is going to probably be the biggest i mean can you imagine a bigger weekend before, like I, leading up to that, I, I, I can't. Se- seriously, it was reported earlier this week that there are only singles left for the Saturday game, and that they they're considering now opening up some sec- sections with obstructed views mm. in order to accommodate more people. I would have never seen that coming. Ever. I don't remember obstructed view seats at the Olympic Stadium. I remember seats where they looked like well, ants. That's when but the, I don't yeah. remember obstructed views. That's when the roof was intact, Dave. <laughs> now there are certain <laughs> parts of the roof that are lower than they used to be. Well, that's just a snowfall here or there, that's right? That's it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The stadium seems to be in okay shape. Yeah, don't Even say Even after snowfall. that heavy snowfall. Don't say snowfall. No, it's that supposed to be uh, seven degrees and raining on Friday, oh, so we're set. I've Perfect. got the inside scoop. There shouldn't be. We shouldn't get any more than five centimeters <laughs> oh, yeah, good next to know. week. Good yeah. to know, yes. yes. The and uh, it's meteorologists are always dead on, so we don't want to. They are. They are. Yeah. Okay. CTVs is. CTVs is I dead can't, on. I can't vouch for anybody else's weather. Uh... CTVs weather person is so accurate. Yeah. And, and How accurate is she? <laughs> She's so accurate that uh, come on, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> She's the best. That's She's all. She's there. I'm not. Just, I'm not Torben. She's just the best. That's all you got to say. She's bro. the best. Haven't you learned anything? I haven't. I've so learned nothing. I, I believe we got to Thursday, but we haven't started discussing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh boy. So uh, Friday. Starting at 3 p.m. at McLean's Pub on Peel is the Alice Valentine, Jonah Carey, Jay Farrar, Anakin Slade, Dave Kaufman Super Happy Fun Hour. Yes. And uh, we we can't say any names, but uh, my brother and I are working on some individuals who may or may not show up to this event. Uh, I think a few we might have a few uh, surprises, surprise faces walking into the pub that night. Oh, well, that'll be super. And, and that night, for sure, there are going to be some surprise faces walking into the pub. But that afternoon at 3 o'clock, yes, there it will be some on, as well. Yes. And, uh, bro, you've decided to perform before uh, we get on the bus or after? I'm at your whim, but I think I think oh, uh, I think before would be better, just because I think cool. that yeah, you know, yeah, one or two songs back, before, and maybe again afterwards, depending on hey, you what know, the crowd it's, looks it's like, and be if they demand kind, more. It's going to be that kind of night where you I just think so. go with the flow. I think so. I think that's a very smart idea. Dave, you'll be there. I will be there before and after. I will uh, probably be coming with some friends. Uh, I'm going to run down and uh, and grab them from where they're at, mm-hmm. and then I will uh, come up with some more surprise, more surprise yeah. friends, uh, and just. Just on a completely unrelated note, on Thursday, you guys know who sings the theme song for our show, right? Yes, we do. The uh, Hamilton, Ontario-based Arkells, the, the Arkells. Juno Award-winning band that uh, loves sports, loves sports talk radio, and uh, has been nice enough to give us deadlines for this show, will be around. They'll even be in studio with me, co-hosting The Exchange on Thursday. Amazing. So we're going to have a lot of fun this week. Uh I get to combine my passions of baseball and rock and roll. And normally I have to drive all kinds of crazy distances to do those things. Hmm. I guess I'm sort of uh, combining baseball and hip hop kind of all the time. Totally. So I guess, uh, yeah, that's, that's a little a- bit of hockey sprinkled in here and there. Yeah, I mean, but this for this weekend in particular, I'm going to be rapping three times. I'm basically doing three shows this weekend. Yeah. And he- where are your three shows? Okay, so McLean's. Right. Once or twice, so maybe even four. Okay. Uh, Saturday night, I will be performing at the gala. Uh, the 1994 Gala. That's going to be great. By the Montreal Baseball Project. This is really exciting. Um, and on Sunday, I'm going to be performing at our rally, the Expos Nation Rally. So, uh, Not only that, though, 
your songs will be played during the games, will they not? This is true. Yeah. I mean, uh, on Friday night, they're honoring Gary Carter, as most of us know, and Evenko was uh, cool enough and smart enough to approach me smart and enough. say uh, they're going to play uh, Kid, my tribute to the man himself on the uh, big giant screen. I don't even know what you call it anymore. Is it a Jumbotron? What was it back in the day? It it, what what, they, it used to be uh, called a jumbo I, I uh. want to say Expo Vision, but that's totally not <laughs> it. Expo Vision. But I feel like that's to, that's what it should be. Well, and that's if it isn't. I mean. That's what it is from here on out. On the did, Expo Vision jumbo did, <laughs> did they update that screen yet, or is no, it the no, same no, old? No. It's no, no, the same no, old no, one. Same old, same no, old. No, no. So it's all little light bulbs all pushed together. It's no longer the one with the chicken clucking. It's, okay. It's, it's a level above that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're gonna come back in about a minute and uh, talk about all the wonderful things that we have in store for us this weekend. Plus, we'll uh, we'll get our daily dose of humor from Torben Rolfson, Jay Farrar, Anakin Slade, Dave Kaufman. That's my name. Yeah. This is the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Today I got it hanging in my studio office. It's signed, God bless you, the kid, Gary Carter. Gary Welcome back. It's the Kaufman Show. I'd say special baseball edition, but, you know, if any of you have listened to this show in the past, I, I think we've been doing the baseball thing for a good three and a half, four years now. Especially when I'm on. Oh, especially when you're on, especially when your brother's on, which is always. I'm always on. <laughs> Jay's always. Jay Farrar, he is always on that, no doubt. Another guy who's always on is Torben Rolfson, who joins us every week from sunny, rainy, whatever it is, Vancouver, British Columbia. Torben, welcome to the show. Dave, Jay, Anakin, how's it going, guys? We're great, man. How are you? I'm doing good. What's going on? Not too much. Anakin, I loved your Olympic uh, kickoff video last month. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, really good stuff. All right. See, it's not all baseball. No, it's not. There you go. Let's bring it back to baseball. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Major League Baseball season uh, officially got underway down under I know because a Dodger fan attacked someone with a boomerang. Wow. <laughs> Looking forward to an Aussie Rules football opener in L.A. between the uh, Melbourne Demons and Sydney Swans. I was hoping for rugby league, personally. Rugby league? You like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah I, I, was, I was friends with a, a Kiwi once, and he made me get up in the middle of the night and watch uh, the Warriors, which was uh, New Zealand's only team in the uh, Aussie Rugby League. And I just turned your joke into something serious, and I'm sorry. <laughs> There you go. I'm sorry. That wasn't that movie. 
the Durham Bulls unveiled R2-D2 uniforms that, that the team will wear on May 4th. The jersey projects an image of the team's marketing manager saying, help us, you're our only hope. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I'm assuming that the date is relevant, right? May the 4th be with you. There you mm. go. <laughs> yeah. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are going to host the 2015 uh, Grey Cup, which uh, was announced today. It's of great interest to uh, scientists studying how humans will survive on the surface of Mars. <laughs> <laughs> that joke will be popular in Manitoba. I bet. I bet. Yeah, they, they love hearing how crappy their winters are. Right. <laughs> Ukraine announced it's pulling out of hosting the 2015 European Basketball Championship. Is that a last-ditch effort to get Obama's attention? <laughs> <laughs> March Madness is really the big sports story of the week, other than I heard some of you guys, I mean, it's going to be a great time where you guys got coming up with baseball this week. But they have those early play-in games. It felt like the 76ers and Bucks should have been in them. Oh, that's just oh. mean. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a lot of exciting upsets. Dayton beat Ohio State by one point in the tourney opener. Biggest story in Ohio since Walmart's holiday canned food drive for its employees. Hi-oh. <laughs> And Fiji beat South Africa 33-26 in the Rugby Sevens final in Japan. Suba is partying like Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> Too much Googling involved in that joke. That's okay. Uh, Mercer over Duke. Wow. That had even more viewers than Duke's recent student videos. Uh, I guess you could say this is your big dance. Duke wasn't the bell of the ball. Oh, boy. I, I get it but I'm going to pretend like I don't. I didn't want to go there. <laughs> Michigan basketball coach John Bailey got lost walking back to his Milwaukee hotel after the Wolverines NCAA tourney opening win. Milwaukee, huh? Yeah, I guess after a while, all the breweries and bowling alleys start to look the same. Austin Pfeffer Incorporated. <laughs> there seems to be a recurring basketball problem in Milwaukee. The Bucks haven't had, they've had trouble finding the hoop all season. <laughs> And finally, I was watching Bo Ryan in Wisconsin uh, in their sub-regional in Milwaukee. You know who else was despicable and had huge crowds of screening white people? Uh, I dread to ask who. Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great, Torben. What's going on this week? Uh, I'm hosting the show tomorrow night at Comedy at Kino. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. If you're in Vancouver, go check out Torben. And uh, I'd say put a face to the name, but now he's put his face on Twitter, so we all know... Uh, We'll, we'll all know what he looks like when we yeah, run th into him. Thanks for that, Torben, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Follow him on Twitter at VanGuy. Torben, we'll speak next week. Thank you so much, as always. Yeah, have a great week, Montreal. I'll talk to you later. We thanks. will. We're going to have a thanks, fantastic man. week this week. I, uh, I can just feel it. And I don't care about the games. That's the thing that I think people don't understand. It's really important to be there, and it's really important to wear all your Expo stuff and to represent our city. Who cares about the game? Well, nobody's going to care about the game. I heard a rumor today that they were going to do the 94 presentation after post-game on Saturday. Some people were saying that that was going to happen. It's not going no, to. It's I know that it's, it's scheduled for 20 minutes before the game. But that's an interesting thought, isn't it? To actually do the presentation after the game. Yeah, make them all stay until because the end. Because everybody's afraid that these, everybody's just going to take off say, well, you know what? Blue Jays played the Mets yesterday. We don't need to see that again. Yeah, but then what happens Nobody if the ever game needs goes to 15? see the Blue Jays playing the what Mets. What happens if the game goes 15 innings? I don't know. I don't think that's a good idea. I think no, it should be done before not. the game, and I think people should show up at a sensible hour. Yeah. And, uh, and Everybody's already pissed off about losing the team in the first place. You don't want this thing going 15 innings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know?
all of a sudden there's batteries and all kinds of things flying onto the field. Oh, Henry bars. Like golf balls at the last game. It'd be right. cool if people brought oh, Henry bars just for the hell of it. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day, how crazy that was. It was a phenomenon. Like, we went crazy for that guy. The Austin O'Henry bars, they had shirts. and How about the he, he hit 36 Anakin. home runs. It's I not know, like, it wasn't even a big deal. You know? But he did, it in a, he did it in the first two months of the season. He hit he 20. Did. That's, what, that's what started which the Which was craze. a record at the time. It was a had National he, League record. Had he done it over a long period of time, yeah. it wouldn't have got the attention that it did. But he really, I mean, what did he hit, 17 home runs in May or something like he crazy? He hit 20 in the first two months. Yeah, There you go. Something like 15 in May. And then petered off a wee little bit. Yeah, never with us, though. Made when a little he, comeback. When he got traded, that's he right. Yeah, made right. a little comeback. He, when he got traded, he 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 faded away, but he mm. was always good with us. But it's funny how you know a guy like Henry Rodriguez has become a symbol of a certain period of time in the Expos franchise. Like yeah. that was, you know, we're we're going to be talking about the '94 team ad nauseum over the next week, and he's just after that. Yeah, he was part of that that wild card run. The '96 '96 team right. is the forgotten team. I always totally, find. totally. Uh, a lot That's of people a, don't remember you how. Look at that lineup. That's a great team. They were in it to the final weekend. They were. Yeah, it was 94 light, really. I mean, you know, uh, Moises was still there. Cliff Floyd, Rondell was starting to come into his own. And Darren, I think Darren Fletcher was an all-star that year. Fletcher was still there, yeah, yeah. probably an all-star. And uh, there was a lot of good players. And then you had a whole, whole new wave of guys like David Segui and uh, F.P. Santangelo. Who, Carlos Perez. Yeah. Uh, Travis Nelson, the polemicist, uh, ringing in on Twitter saying, don't spring training games get called at 10 innings no matter what? Can you imagine? They should. Yeah, even even the one you're going to and spending major league money to watch. Yeah, I don't need more than nine Ten, innings. Ten's good. Ten's good. Yeah, maybe right? they'll go to a shootout if it's. According tied. to David Sampson, the games are too <laughs> long shootout. anyway. Maybe we can get Ellis Valentine out there to make some throws in the tenth and for the eleventh inning, a little accuracy contest. That would be worth the money right there, my it friend. Sure would. It's the Kaufman Show. Jay Farrar, Anakin Slade, Dave Kaufman here with you. We've got an interview with Bill Young coming up. He wrote a book about the Montreal Expos called. Ecstasy to Agony, how the best team in baseball ended up in Washington 10 years later. A real happy read. <laughs> Jay's got an update, and then we'll be back for more. I remember the magic El Perfecto. 27 men up and down like Presto. I remember sun coming down on the field, no roof. I remember doing a jig on the dugout with youths. I remember just how close we came. 81, then the strike years still feel the pain. I'll never forget that last night at the O. Had both arms wrapped round my dad and my bro. It looked just like the pick we took years ago. The only thing different were the tears that flow. Yeah, most of y'all must think I love the half wall, but if it were up to me, it'd feel like 94. I remember the last time I checked the box score and the last sad send off from Davis. Welcome back. It's the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. I feel like getting up and going to get a beer right Honestly, now. honestly. Right? Banging on some seats. A little Pagliaro. 
First time I ever heard this song was at the Olympic Stadium. Frankly, the only time I'd ever heard this song <laughs> growing up was at the Olympic Stadium. Right. And then one of the first times back at the Big O after the Expos left was uh, for one of the Alouettes playoff games or a Grey Cup or something. And Pagliaro was the halftime show and played the song. Really? And I thought that was just the coolest thing ever. I was out having a beer. It's a good song. And I, I hear the song and I'm just like, wait a second. This is our song. This is from our place. The memories don't go away. Players are tossing around the ball in between innings. Catchers warming up the pitcher. Yeah. We uh, don't have a long enough show tonight. But we had a whole bunch of Expos uh, songs. and Songs that make me think of going to the Olympic Stadium. Uh, Julie by Les Calacs was one that you mm. always heard at the Big O. When they lost, you'd hear I Can't Stand Losing by the police. That was pretty constant. Uh, if anybody has any others. heard that song a lot. Yeah, we heard that song more than we didn't. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember what they played when the Expos won, and I don't remember. Celebrate That's right. good time. Come, Come on. Okay. No, 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 no. Celebrate. Sound sluts. Well, that reminds me of every bar mitzvah I've ever been to, too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seventh inning stretch. Uh, Shake that body. Yes. Uh, hold on, hold on. Eric can actually jump in and, and play number 10 for us right now, and we can uh, pretend that we're uh, giving away a pair of jeans for the guest fan of the game. <laughs> Later to be the palm was uh, The palm bread. bread of the game. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there it is. comes down to a between a fat guy and a hot girl always and everybody starts booing when the fat guy comes on or laughing because he's drunk or the child There's when the hot girl comes on everybody starts cheering I uh, once they usually a, throw a child in there to make it awkward I once had a harebrained theory that um, if I was remember if you were wearing guest jeans and you were the fan of the game then the the pot would yeah. increase significantly yeah. yeah so I had this theory that uh, if I was to wave the guest jeans in the air that maybe I would get noticed more and be picked as the fan of the game. So I'm standing there in my boxers in the outfield one day, waving my jeans Come around, on. swear to God, and my buddy Nick grabs the jeans and takes off. Funny. <laughs> did he nice. get picked? No, he did not get picked. His goal wasn't to get picked. It was to run away with my pants. Right. So that you wouldn't get picked. So that I wouldn't right. have pants. Those were the days. <laughs> Those were the days, and the memories will never fade. That's right. Uh, it's going to be so much fun this weekend, and um, like I said, I just wish we had more time. We're going to air this interview with Bill Young. It was, it was a lot of fun to speak to Bill about his memories of the Expos, and the book is uh, definitely worth a read. Even mentions our friend Anakin Slade. They are quite generous to me in this book. As so. they should be. As so. they should be. It's, Go get uh, it. Go buy it. It's important to remember the things that happened that led us to where we are. And uh, I cannot thank you enough for all you've done for the movement. It's, uh, you know, it's funny when you started it, you don't think about it as a movement. You just think about expressions, you know, feelings. And sure. Then, and then it turns into something else. And and that's, you know, it's it's like with, with Carter passing. It's. Nobody thought that that would be kind of a spark plug to uh, to the to no. the movement. No, you know but you know what? I felt it that night. Yeah, sitting on air that night and taking calls for five hours from very emotional Montrealers. 
and and don't kid yourself the host behind the mic was equally emotional mm-hmm. yeah but that that showed me that that finally the expos were going to get their due and, and i don't want to harp on it too much but for the longest time it was hard to wear the hat in this town i wore the hat don't mm-hmm. get me wrong i never stopped wearing the hat but there was this like why the hell are you wearing that hat well you didn't care about the expos and all those people seemed to be back and that was what Gary Carter's passing did. Yeah. It brought all those people who had sworn off the team back because suddenly they went, holy shit, Gary Carter's dead. Yeah, because they realized that it's more than just uh, it's more than just the baseball team. When when you're in it, you you're in the stadium. Right. It's a it's a piece of garbage. The place, you know, we're losing, and you're like, why do I even do this? And then suddenly, it's like I hate to quote myself again, but you don't know what you got till it's gone. And and to be and, fair, you did kind of steal that from Joni. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I did not coin that, but uh, <laughs> it's also it's it's the demographic, the, the the demographic of the age of the fans. Anybody between the age of thirty and even up to seventy remembered Gary Carter and hailed him as a hero. So it really affected the city in its entirety. People who were here in the 70s and the 80s, you know, and even later on in the 90s. Yeah, because well, we're he played, 90s kids. We yeah. don't, I, don't, I can't recall watching a game with Gary Carter in 1982. Sure. But I remember he, 1992 he very came, clearly. And he came right. up in 1974, which is two years before I was born. Right. So he, he really, he, he spanned three decades in this city. So we all have a special memory of him, and, and the age range is so wide that you know that's and that's what made everybody remember him i'll be at the game uh on friday and i'll be doing the pregame show on saturday with mitch and connor from the booth which is beyond cool i'll be thinking of my grandfather while i'm there this weekend i'll be thinking of all the great times i spent with my papa at the olympic stadium who uh i'll I'll picture holding his hand and sitting in the seats and uh i'll miss him like i always do and it's amazing how much that bond is about family and is about being young and, and being fearless for the future. And think about all the fathers and grandfathers and sons that will be doing it for the first time on Friday and Saturday. You're listening to The Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Go Expos. So have a good time. The sun can shine every day. Welcome back to The Kaufman Show on TSN 690. I'm Dave Kaufman, and I cannot wait to hear that song this weekend. If they don't have Eugène LaPierre at the Big O playing the Expos theme, then i got to say they're doing it wrong. And on the same note, I really hope we don't hear OK Blue Jays' Let's Play Ball. If, if we do, I think that's all of our collective cue to go line up for a beer, for a, a Labatt Saint-Cant. Let's bring in our next guest. Very excited to speak with Bill Young, the co-author of 
ecstasy to agony. The story of the 1994 Montreal Expos, how the best team in baseball ended up in Washington 10 years later. Quite the thorough uh, compendium here. It's, uh, my goodness, almost 400 pages and a really fantastic, very interesting read that uh, not only goes through the 94 team, but the ultimate downfall afterwards. Bill Young, welcome to the Kaufman Show. Dave, thank you very much. Uh, listening to the to that your theme was uh, brought a tear to my eye. Oh, well, uh, I think a few more will be shed this weekend. Uh, it's going oh, to be tough to it's going to be tough to act tough. That's for sure. <laughs> How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. The Habs won. They did. Um, everybody uh, phoning in was very pleased with that, and I am too. Well, good. I and think I'm uh, delighted. We- we all are, but uh, I'll tell you, my brain is on baseball right now. Uh, as yeah. as well as the Habs are playing, it's uh, it's hard not to think about obviously what could have been, but uh, also just the excitement that's surrounding these two exhibition games. Who would have ever thunk? Yeah, I think it's wonderful. I um, I think the you and the organization of Ex- Expos Nation and everyone involved have just done a tremendous job. Well, thank you. I, I am a small yeah. cog in a big machine. Well, I promise you that. Yeah. Well, perhaps, but you certainly you're there, and the, and the point is you've delivered the merchandise. Um, it's going to be, as you say, an extremely exciting time. I, I can't wait. Uh, we're going to be there. The, my my co-author Danny Gallagher right. is from Toronto. He's coming down for the weekend, and we'll be at both games, and we'll be every possible place <laughs> we can be uh, sharing in the experience. I'm old enough that uh, I saw the first, the Expos play first in 1969 hmm. uh, at Jerry, and I followed them closely ever since all the way through, and I was at the last game. And uh, I don't know whether you had this, had this, had this have had the same experience, but I don't know that I've ever been anywhere where at one time so many grown men were crying at the end of a ball game. No, I'll tell you, one of my uh, one of my biggest fears sitting at that game, and I had excellent seats that game. I was in the front row above the uh, Expos on deck circle. And the entire right. time I'm staring at the camera bay across from me and praying that my face is not going to be the one crying guy they choose for the cover of the <laughs> Montreal Gazette the next day. <laughs> And right. I woke up the next morning, and I looked at the Gazette, and it was some other poor sucker that was sobbing oh. with his girlfriend wiping his tears. And <laughs> I breathed that a un- heavy that was- sigh of relief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was a really remarkable experience. It's left a deep impression on me. In fact, even today, often, if I sort of get caught unawares in explaining or talking about that event, I find myself choking up. And it's, it's, uh, it's interesting because, yeah. you know, you wrote an entire book about the 1994 Expos, which, you know, I was 13 years old that summer. And mm. I think that the, the tears shed at the end of the franchise were, they weren't dissimilar to the tears shed on August 12th, 1994. Yeah. Uh, what inspired yeah. you to write this book? Well, I guess I have to go back a little bit that we did write, uh, Danny and I wrote an earlier book called Remembering the Montreal Expos. Great that book. Came out uh, well, thank you very much. It 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 came out in in 2005 and it was very successful. So life after that, you know, the book sort of had ran its course and life went on. But about three years ago, Danny uh, gave me a call and said, "Look, at you know, 2014 is 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 going to be here before you know it, hmm. and that's 10 years 
to the, from the end of the franchise, but more important, it's 20 years since uh, the uh, the uh, 94 team uh, had suffered that terrible loss. And uh, uh, why don't we do something about it? Why don't we write a book? And I thought about it, and he thought about it some more, and we made a couple of false starts. But in the in the end, we were able to pull it off. And that's what we tried to do, is tell the story of the Expos, really starting with 94. We actually started a couple of years before that. But they they reached the pinnacle in 94, and then because of so many circumstances beyond the players' control, the team slowly, kind of slowly disintegrated. Public interest declined. The ownership was fractious. And then it became a bit of a comedy show in the early 2000s. Yeah, but only if and, you really like those dark comedies, like a British comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was nothing yeah, so that, uh, American sitcom about the uh, demise of our baseball team, that's not for Not sure. at all. No, it's tragic, you see. I mean, it's not, it, I, it's not tragic in the sense that somebody died, but it's tragic in the sense that the city lost something. Oh, yeah. We were deprived of something. And, and a lot of people thought at the time and still say that it touched the soul of the city. There was a quality of life that we had experienced uh, during that whole period of the Expos. There's something about baseball that's different from all of the other sports. And I think we recognize that as Montreal baseball fans. We stopped going to games, not because we stopped going to games, but because the circumstances around us really compelled us to stop going to games. When people ask me, and I do get asked all the time, I, I've, I have developed a stock answer, and it's that if you beat a dog enough times, eventually the dog yeah. stops coming back. Yeah, and, that's and exactly I, right. I wish I could come up with something more eloquent than that, but yeah. uh, if I was to give somebody the Coles Notes version of why I was one of the few season ticket holders at the end, it's because it's hard to kick a dog and have them keep coming back. Yeah, well, that's right. That's right. In the in the book, we we uh, we talk. We have a, a section that's entitled "Death by a Thousand Cuts." Sure. You know, and and bit by bit by bit, the circumstances worked against the team, and and towards the end, it was there was so much manipulation going on to 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 end the to 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 yeah, terminate the team. You know, with the uh, the contraction. Uh, fiasco and the uh, selling of uh, the Expo <laughs> to Major League Baseball, so John Henry could buy the Red Sox, hmm. uh, and then the trips to uh, Puerto Rico. Well, let's uh, let's backpedal a bit because uh, you do have this book out, and I do want to talk about '94. We're chatting with Bill Young on the yeah. Kaufman Show, uh, author of uh, co-author of Ecstasy to Agony: The 1994 Montreal Expos, and like I said, you know, I have I have great memories from from 2003 from 2002 i had a lot of fun at the end but mm -hmm. there the level of fun in 1994 of knowing that the team was going to win every time you went down to the stadium there was just this incredible joy and i don't know if, if it you agree or not but for me everything changed when cliff floyd hit that home run in the afternoon game off maddox yeah i think you're absolutely right uh, um we talk a bit about that too in the book that it was such a remarkable home run there was something changed they the team knew it was good but it started off slowly and and as the season went on it began to pick up a bit of momentum it took until what mid-july or so before it was able to catch the braves and and then it really just took off and it, it was 
the team was playing with confidence. The players were were comfortable in their own skin. Felipe was just wonderful the way he was able to control the strings of all of the sort of the machinations of life before him. It was just it it was it was wonderful. And nobody really could believe the idea that there would be a strike that would end the season. No. No, well it was unprecedented. So uh yeah. they they never saw it coming. No, they, they, they couldn't believe it. A strike, you know, for maybe a week or something like that, I think people thought was possible. But the sort of thing that happened was so destructive uh, and so sad um, that no one could have anticipated that. Yeah, it was. Um, and, and because of that, Expos fans are left with a final six weeks of what could have been and have to grasp at these other mem- memories. Like, a, you know, I'm calling back to this Cliff Floyd home run. Yeah. which was in June. Not often do you think of moments in June when you're talking about championship yeah. caliber teams. I go back right. to the All-Star game. That was for me that was a wonderful moment. Uh yes, the I the agree. 1994 All-Star game which was at uh, Three Rivers in Pittsburgh, right? Mhm. And that was I mean there were I, I can't remember off the top of my head how many Expos were in that game, but five. 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 There you go. Yeah. There you yeah. go. And Alou with the um it was Alou with the game winning no, with the uh, game winning run, yeah. right? No, it was a hit. It was a hit. It okay. was, uh, um, oh, well, uh, what the, uh, I, I can't think of it right now, the name of the player who was on base, but uh, Alou uh, got the hit. And it was it was one Tony of those Gwynn. moments. I remember it was Tony Gwynn. That's right. I was I was in summer camp. If you can believe it, <laughs> I was I was taken away from the team at the greatest time in the greatest season and had to listen to it on the radio. I was in upstate New York, sitting on a hill, listening to that All-Star game in the dark, jumping up wow. and down after wow. that hit. And it was it's funny the memories that stay with yeah. you and, and yeah. definitely shows the power of radio and baseball. And and when you talk about things that we miss as Montrealers, uh, Dave Van Horn's high on that list, Bill, I'll tell you. Oh, he is. He is. The up, people up of Florida away. are very lucky. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I We have... Uh, uh, satellite radio in the car in, in the summer when the ball games are on, I'll often turn to the Marlins <laughs> just to hear just to hear Dave Van Horn. That's funny. Um, yeah. A uh, couple yeah. of minutes that we have left, Bill. Are, are there any particular memories or moments that you want to discuss from the uh, from the book and from the year? Well, f- certainly from the year, the month of August, uh, the team was was playing with such confidence. Uh, Danny talks a lot, and I agree with him about Grissom's. Uh, uh, inside the park home run sure. and the first game when they came back from the uh, the, the long road trip. Yeah, um, that was a great moment. You know, and and Dave Van Horn's call and just the the image and the picture of the uh, you know the, I mean there's nothing well perhaps a triple but there's really nothing like an inside the park home run to get people on their feet and this was a classic so that's one of my favorites. But I think I think my my memories are more of the players. Of what a class player Moises Alou was, and and Grissom, and what a what a good season Larry Walker had, and he had injuries that year too. He wasn't he wasn't a good, you know, it was a tough time for him, and how 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 great he was. The infield, I, most of those guys never played that well again. Right. You know, it just the team gelled that year, and the pitching, the relief pitching, Wetland, um, Rojas, and, con- and Rojas. <laughs> The confidence they had in themselves. There was a, a few years ago at the Cummings Center, 
there was a, a, a breakfast that saluted some members of the 94 team. I was, was there. You Well, you were there. Yes, and, I was. Uh, I, as was I. So you'll remember that when John Wetland had a chance to speak, uh, he reminded people that he had been traded in 95 to the Yankees. And he said, when I got to the Yankees, a lot of people, a lot of the players would come up to me and said, really, uh, how do you think the uh, the Expos compared to the Yankees? And he said, I would begin every answer with, with all due respect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. John Wetland, was, uh, John Wetland was very emotional that day. He saw he had what? the opportunity to see Anakin Slade's video for the first time. And uh, oh, yeah. it brought him to tears. It was a wonderful morning and a wonderful moment and uh, leaves us wondering, oh, what could have been. Uh, Bill Young is the uh, co-author of Ecstasy to Agony with Danny Gallagher, the uh, story of the 1994 Montreal Expos. You're going to be around all weekend. In the uh, couple of minutes we've got left, you want to mention a couple of the places that people can find you, buy the book, and get an autograph? Absolutely, yeah. We're going to be doing signings on Thursday. I'm going to be at the Chapters West Island 5 to 8 in the evening, and Danny's going to be at Paragraph downtown. On Friday noon... Uh, until about 2 o'clock, Danny and I will be together at Indigo on McGill College. Great. And we will also be, uh, the book will be uh, available for, for purchase at the Olympic Stadium. And Danny and I will be there as well, with a, again, ready to sign books for anyone who would be interested. So we certainly hope that we, we, uh, we see you, see, see a number of of, of guests. I hope if you've read the book, you've enjoyed it, and if you haven't, that you'll you'll still look for a copy. Available at uh, Scoop Press, right? That's, that's right. That's right. I uh, um, I know you signed it for me, but I got to get my copy signed by Danny as well. So I'll definitely be seeing you this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to it. We'll be around. Bill Young, thank you so much for your time. Really fun uh, reminiscing about the Expos with you. David was a real pleasure. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Nobody cares how much money you have. If you've got enough to get in a cab, there'll be drinks on the house. If your house burns down, there's a reason that I love this town. I saw your band in the early days. We all Shot the shit with miniature Tim. If he needs a tune, then I'll write one for him. We like the same books and we like the same sounds. There's a reason that I love this town. I played a show in Kelowna last year. Said, Pick it up, Joel. We're dying in here. Picture one hand clapping, then picture half that sound. There's a reason that I hate that town If you saw my band In the early days Then you
Davy and me face down in our soup, some French restaurant. I saw Riviera de Lue last night at the tour. We burnt the place to the ground. There's a reason that I love this town. There's a reason that I love this town. There's a reason that I love this town. You've been listening to The Kaufman Show on TSN 690. For Jay Farrar and Anakin Slade, I'm Dave Kaufman, and we'll see you down at the ballpark. What'd that sound like?